Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, I watched Tiger King. I watched... Was Tiger King actually good or is it overhyped? No, I was good. It was white people doing white people shit. <laughs> to the max. It was really good. It was... I'm not going to say it was really good. It was entertaining to see white people whiting against each other. White people whiting against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was white people whiting against each other. It was like maybe one person of some color in the whole thing. The Asian one? Yeah, the uh, the, the Asian tra- uh, trans man. I think that's right, because I remember on Twitter people were mad that they kept misgendering the person. They, yeah, they did that a couple of times. They, um... um that's why I was confused at first. I'm like, okay, so is she? Because it was like, yeah, she's hurt pretty bad. And then it was he. And I'm like, what the hell? But I don't think it was ever, like, made known to the viewer that that person was trans or that they had a preference of pronoun. Is that pronoun? You're the one that does the homeschool. You know way better than I would. Uh, whatever. They, they they were the one that they didn't really like saying, oh, you know what I mean? They prefer this or they prefer that. So, but it was white people whiting and Carol Baskins riding around on her bike with fucking flats with socks, which was really bothering me. Well, what if she had fucked up feet? You want to see that? Flats, as in the whole shoes, the whole foot was covered. Mm hmm. And then she'd have a regular-ass sock on with animal print. I mean, she's a sock. No. 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 Like, I don't think she had... There was not one picture that I've seen or one scene of her where she had on a regular shoe that was supposed... Or a regular... Regular footwear that was supposed to have a sock in it. You don't supposed to wear regular-ass socks with no damn... Leopard print, leopard print flat. You don't do that. And she just was out here in these streets riding her bike. Like it was just. There was one picture that I seen. I seen picture time. Picture time. Uh, what was her name? Carol Baskins. The one who may have allegedly killed her husband with a tiger. She did it. <laughs> allegedly. She did. she did it. She did it. We know she did it. And that nigga to the tiger took his money and then Mary Howard, that little sheep ass motherfucker, and you know she did it. 
Why he gotta be a sheep ass motherfucker? Bruh, in one of the episodes, she they showed him a picture. She, he was dressed as a cat and she was standing over him holding a leaf. Matter of fact. <laughs> Can you see that? I don't know what the caption says, but that's the picture. I and she's holding the leaf. They done cropped it down some. I feel a little disturbed by what I just saw. You should. The whole thing was disturbing. I, I hate to say it, but Joe was probably the... You know what? Joe was more acceptable than the other two because Joe owned his his weird shit. The other two was just like, oh no. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to save. And fucking Doc Ansel. Did you watch that all? I just heard about it. Yeah. It was a bunch of white people writing, honey. Doc Ansel, this, 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 this dude, he run a whole cult. Like, talking about, yeah, the girls, they come when they're about 17, like 17, 18, they come and they stay on a, on a, uh, what do you call it? Reservation, whatever, like they little campus. Mm-hmm. And then they come and they stay and they, 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 they don't leave. They don't leave. They just, they all want to stay. And it's just like, he start naming like, yeah, this per- person's been here for 20 years. This person's been here for 16 years. This person's been here. And all, all of them had started when they was like 17. Little pervert. Sounds and, like R. Kelly's house. Yeah, and then one lady, she was like, yeah, you know, um, um, one lady who stopped, you know, working with them or whatever, excuse me, she was saying how, and she basically was dropping all the tea on them. And she was saying how he likes them virgins or close to virgins. What is close to virgin? I don't know. I guess maybe one sex partner or maybe some anal play. (laughs) (laughs) When I hear close to, like, when I hear close to virgin, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe the front hasn't been tampered with, but the back door is a little loose. Like a good Catholic girl. white people whiting. No, because there's black Catholics too. Do they take it up the butt? I don't know. Next time I talk to my boss, I'll ask if her friends did that. Oh, God. <laughs> always bringing a, always bringing work into inappropriateness. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm concerned. Why? Or, forgive me. Um, are we posting video with this? Forgive me if so, because oh, I could just take the audio. Yeah, I mean, I don't care either way, but I've been in my comfort. Just let me know if my nipples, they start getting a little hard and they uneven because I'm not wearing a real bra, it's a sports bra. So sometimes my nipples be a little cockeyed. Don't they get better support than a regular bra, though? What? Don't they get regular, better support than a regular bra, though? No, that's the fault. They, they give you one big uniboob for the most part. And I don't really be caring for it because when you get the unit, I do this a lot, try to separate the titty so that the titty skin don't, whatever. You don't have that problem, so don't worry about it. Don't concern yourself with things that don't concern you. As long as I don't gain 10, 20 pounds, I don't have that issue. I mean, keep it at an A cup, bro. Keep it at an A cup. So, let's... I need a bang. A bang? I need a bang. So, 
get into the good doctor and we're going through all this. You did not see the last episode, right? I haven't seen like maybe like the last two episodes. Uh, I don't know what's going on. So you didn't see any of the earthquake episodes? No. So you want me to spoil it for you? By all means. So I look like a cone head. You remember that movie? I barely do because it was a little bit before my time. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it really must have suffered. It, it had to. You ain't see Coneheads? I know Cone what head. it is. It's an SNL skit that became a movie. Of course you know the technicalities of it. Why wouldn't you know that? <laughs> It doesn't look funny. Yeah, I can give you the stats. It came out in such and such year. Well, what's it about? It's about such and such. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Are you in your new apartment? It's like your little dad, your little... Uh, mm-hmm. your little I mean, I'm showing you the part that's not like trashy right now. I mean, I can't see trash. I see maybe like some disinfectant wipes in the cup. Yeah, I've been my what computer. Excuse <laughs> Yeah, it's a cute little workspace. Have you been quarantining? quarantining? Um, I go out to take my mom to and from work so I don't get, like, stir-crazy. Hmm. That's not bad. Kind of neat. Are you far from your mom's house? Is it a long ride? Um, 10, 20 minutes. Depending mm-hmm. if I'm on CP time. Well, I mean, it shouldn't be too bad because it's not like it's a bunch of people out there. No, people still walking around now. Get hit a dog accidentally. I guess. If it's one of them small pocketbook rats, it deserves to get hit. What you got against the tiny pocketbook dogs? Because they, they are subjective, subjectable to fucking violence. I literally was just on Twitter today, and there was this girl, um, her and the, it was this girl and this guy in New York, and they had got into an argument. And I don't know what was going on. Like, she, she was saying something, something, something. And she, yeah, I'll punch her in your face or something like that. And I don't know if she hit him or something. She, something happened. But I think she hit him and it took off running. And he, instead of trying to reach her, he just ran up and kicked the shit out of her dog. And that hurt my heart. That hurt my heart. Now, had she had a big-ass dog, he wouldn't have been able to do that. You feel what I'm saying? So that's why I don't think pocketbook rats are necessary. Oh my god! I didn't need to see that, bro. I didn't need to see. I mean, the little motherfucker, like he like flipped over. It was like a full, complete, like ass over head flip, and it it bothered me. It hurt my heart. I almost went and pet my dog, till I realized that nigga get on my nerves too. No way. Pace to be around later, getting his pets in. This nigga, he been so needy lately. His love language is physical touch, and that shit be annoying. Hasn't he gotten his fill since all y'all mostly home all day? No. You would think this nigga, oh, y'all home? But I want to be close. I don't I don't want you to just be home. I want you to be home and I want you to put put your hand on my paw. Like, bro, move. I don't want to do that. <laughs> He's like a thing where, like, if I'm walking, he'll either, if I'm walking and he wants to play, he'll run up behind me and, like, you know, the back of your knee. Mm-hmm. He'll, like, kick that. Like, he'll nudge that. So, like, a bitch be about to almost break her fucking neck. I can't. I know. I saw the video of you losing the sock. <laughs> he just... And that's another thing. Like, now he knows his body weight. So, he'll just... He'll use it to block something. Like, if I'm trying to go downstairs, maybe if I'm going to the basement to smoke, 
he'll like corner me like he'll like I'll be in a corner or something mm-hmm. like in the corner of the cabinets and like he'll walk me in there and like anytime I try to move like he'll keep leaning his body weight on me or he'll like completely just like lay out over my feet to where I can't like I gotta lift up push him off it just, it just be too much bro just be too much just so that he can have some attention like it's literally shit that he does like you would think yo I, you're, you're a fucking human person like if I'm in the living room and I'm not showing him no attention, I'll hear noise and then I'll look in the hallway. This nigga will bring something off of the dresser in the in the little AJ's play area. He'll drag that into the into the line the hallway and just sit there. Like I'm not gonna bite it. I'm not gonna mess with it. I'm just gonna put it here so you know. I want your attention, bro. I'm not doing this shit with you, bro. You gonna have to leave. You gonna have to go outside. Then he don't wanna go outside. Won't be where you are. What time that dog gonna go out and nip and play? Like if 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 I'm taking him out to like go into the yard and have like a playtime, he's okay. He'll do that for a little while. Go you know sniff whatever. But if I'm just like yo, go sit on the porch for a minute. Like you in the way? No, I don't want to sit on the porch. You coming on the porch too? Like <laughs> you give me that type of look. Like matter of fact, let me show you this picture. Cause I told you, oh, we watched Candyman recently. So was it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I she wasn't into horror movies though. Look at the baby. I sent that to AJ and I put "Be my victim." Then <laughs> <laughs> we look like the nigga from Candyman, but that's him. As soon as you put him on the porch, he got he his jumped. paw up and everything. <laughs> yeah, like he. It's, it's like, why are you leaving me out here alone? Yeah. So that's been my life from quarantine. But it's been bittersweet up and down, so. I just miss going to work on a regular basis. I miss money. You haven't been doing your driving thing? No, I mean, I'm not risking it, bro. Every day it's like we're up like 200 cases in in, in Newark. I'm not even... mm -mm. Did they even increase the like amount you guys would get for it or no? Hmm. I know. Don't they usually have like peak times or whatever? Did they increase that in lieu of hazard pay? No. Oh. At first, it was like at first I was able to like go out. I would go out maybe like from five in the morning. Well, like yeah, like five in the morning to like seven or eight. And excuse me, it was. I was doing that because I would go out when it was super increased. So, like, it'd be like a $10 surge. Okay, yeah, that means that every ride that I'm getting is going to give me at least $15. So that I can, you know what I mean, stack up something without having to deal with that many different people, interacting with that many different people. Then once the cases started increasing, it just completely dried up, like... And then, but the only times that they do have, like, super surges, because, like, I'll check the map every now and then just to see. And the only time they do have super surges is over in Jersey City, right by the waterfront. Who's going there? She's not. She is not. Fuck the front line. I'm going to be over here in the back. Mm-mm. I'll clap for you guys. I thank you. I went to the grocery store today, and as the lady, for, you know, finished up, I made sure to stop and thank her for being there you know what I mean I said mm-hmm. thank you for being here we appreciate you you feel what I'm saying and I said that to every uh, worker that was there or whatever I, but I'm not 
I'm not jumping out that out there on the front line unless I like unless I'm going to be well compensated for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It sucks that there's people out there that's having to go out there and they're not getting hazard pay, but they're right there on the front lines. That sucks. You feel mm-hmm. me? And I'm in a position where if I don't see what's go, what it's going to be like, I'm not I'm not even going to risk it. I'm not even going to risk it. I'll sit my ass down somewhere. As you should, because this auntie saying now that it stays in the fabrics now too, so that would just be it sitting up in your car. Oh shit! I didn't, I don't even know. I didn't even read about that. But one thing about me though, like I when when I've always had, you know, stuff for the car. Like I've always kept the inside of my car pretty much like you know I wipe it down with the lights, I wipe it or whatever. But once the once the thing started, once the virus started getting, you know, more common and the numbers started increasing, immediately, probably like in February, when I first heard that it was like, you know, on a rise or whatever, that's when I was like, all right, I went and I got some Lysol and like, I got Lysol and um, hand sanitizers and stuff. This was before everybody went crazy. Um, and I had Lysol wipes, um, I mean, disinfectant wipes, but I, I realized, well, even prior, yeah, no, prior to that, I did, because I, before that, I had the little travel ones, I had got a couple of travel ones from Target, so I was always spraying down after people get out, because I don't play that, because AJ be back there, you feel what I'm saying, mm-hmm. so, you know, once I'm done for the day, I'm spraying everything down or whatever before she get in the car, so I don't have to worry about that, but while the shit was getting a little more crazy, I was definitely spraying every time somebody got in and out the car. I was not playing to the point where I had to stop and say to myself, bitch, maybe you need to spray it and step out the car because I don't, I was in here. I feel like I was inhaling too many of the uh, fumes. Oh, you wasn't getting out to do the back seat. You was just. No. <laughs> well, yes, I was laying that whole motherfucker down, rolling down the four windows and, you know what I mean, letting the air circulate out or whatever. Yeah, no, nah, but. Then once it started getting serious and I was like literally getting out of the car, spraying up. But you know what really made me say I, I got to chill was two situations that made me say I got to chill. As this was like right before everybody went remote, right before everybody like, you know, everything started to like slowly start closing down or whatever. There was a lady, I had a spew. I said, listen, um, you know, with the corona going around, I'm just asking everybody to be mindful if you need to call for a sneeze or whatever like that. You know, let your window down, do it out the window. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because even if there wasn't no corona, I don't, don't want to breathe your sneeze air. Plus, they're going directly towards the front. Thank you. So, I said that, and then there was this lady I was taking. She was uh, some kind of, she worked in the, in the hospital. I was dropping off at the hospital. So, when I said that, the bitch obviously had, sometimes I just, I wish our people would just be a little bit better so that I don't have to be like, yeah, bitch had to be black from the hood with an attitude because that's what she was. She just had like this, like the shit, like it just wasn't necessary, the whole interaction. So so anyways, she in the car, I say what I say. She like, well, um, not for nothing. If you scared, then maybe you shouldn't be driving Uber. How else you gonna make some money? And what's wrong with being cautious? What, like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with being cautious? 
Well, what's wrong with that? There's literally people out there that don't know better, period. Like, people that are, like, them. you saying, yo, you got to wash your hands regularly. Like, that's new to them. So what's wrong with me being cautious? What's wrong with me giving a fuck? Like, even if, like, okay, I got real sick in January, and I feel like maybe that's what it was. Um, maybe. But, and me and AJ, me and AJ got real sick in, in, in January, and then, um, and then Aunt, her dad got sick. He went to the doctor, like, cause he he a baby, like he don't take his shit like a G. Me and AJ, we took that shit like a G. Aunt, something. This nigga, oh, I gotta, I gotta go to the doctor. So the doctors told him that he had a real bad respiratory infection, and it just gave him um, part of my hair, what the fuck? and it just gave him some um, antibiotics. Mm-hmm. But it ain't really worked that well, which is why I feel like it, it wasn't no respiratory infection because antibodies didn't clear it up. Antibodies don't, they clear up bacterial infections. That was a viral infection. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, COVID is a viral infection. Anyways, but, um, so even if I can, even if I get, get sick and I can handle it, who's to say that I get sick and I bring that home? And you know what I mean? My 65, 66-year-old dad, you know what I mean? He catches it now. He can't handle it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I already lost somebody. I lost my bowling mentor to this shit. And it, it, it's not, that was close enough for me to be like, mm-mm, not playing with you niggas. And I hate to have to say it like that, but that, like, I was just, my, my old wee man called me and check up on me and shit. Aww. I don't know, all my weed men be loving me. They just, I'm just cool like that. They just called to check on me and shit. He, he said, yo, you been to any quarantine parties? Nigga, what? Does he mean like the DJ D-Nice one or something? Bitch, I've been to those. I was <laughs> all up in those. This nigga talking about actual quarantine parties. Oh. I said, bro, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like to consider myself no snitch. But if you invite me to one of those, I'm going to tell the cops where it is. Because y'all niggas is really putting people at risk. You know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. that, And I'm trying to, like, get him to understand, like, without preaching to him. Because you can't preach to these kids. You know what I mean? Like, you can't preach to these early 20s and these young, you know, these teens. Because these, they feel like they know everything. Like, you don't know everything. And that's why all the motherfuckers that went out there for spring break, they came back. All, most of their parents like, yo, you can't come in the house. This is real shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I read one article about a guy. He said his kids, you know, knew about what was going on. They said, we're not missing spring break for this. So they went down here to spring break. He said, son called them like, yeah, you know, I'm about to, you know, when we land or whatever. He says, well, I'm not coming to get you. So the airport was like two hours away from, um, where he lives, so he had to take the Uber. Him and his friends, they had to take the Uber, like two hours. They got there. The father said, "You can't come in here." He put some groceries in in the trunk, and he put three hundred dollars in the car. He parked the car in the driveway. He said, "Don't come no further." But I said, "Wait, I got a pee." He said, "I have bushes. I have bushes right there." That nigga was like, "Yo, I'm not taking no risk." Like, and I understand. Like uh, the comedian Linnell. She had posted, um, I seen something on the Shane Woman. I went to her page, but she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm banning my daughter from here. And I understand y'all not taking it serious. Y'all want to be out here bumping elbows and everybody, you know what I mean, passing. Let's say, okay, granted, 
this this is that serious that I haven't been around anybody, but if I was around somebody, I'm not passing you no fucking blunt, bro. You can't smoke after me, bro. No. Sorry. Best well, I only really smoke with my best friend, but even then, on blunts right now, you know what I mean? Shit sensitive. Sensitive no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Hell, I even sprayed that nigga when he came to bring my weed out. <laughs> I was like, thanks, friend, appreciate you. He's like, are you for real? I'm like, precautions. Like, it's Mm-mm. And these kids like not taking it serious, and that's why people are getting like, Mm-mm. it's it sucks because you're seeing like, did you see the bus driver? Mm-hmm. There was a bus driver. He had put a rant. Um, I think he was in Detroit. There was a lady that was on the bus, and she just was coughing. She wasn't covering her mouth or whatever. And he had got her on the internet. Like he had made a video. He was ranting like, you know, this is this is not cool. Like that's this nasty. Like you, you can't be out here coughing like that. Like you know. You know, we right here. Da, da, da. Turns out, I don't know if if that woman who was coughing was where he got it from, but he ended up catching COVID and he passed from it. Oh, right. So it's just like imagine, imagine like that shit. Like I said, just because some people won't, it won't affect them in the same way. Like, like they, most of the people would get it and be okay, but there are a great number of people who have underlying conditions and not for nothing, people in our age group, you know what I mean? Motherfuckers aren't built like they used to be built, okay? Motherfuckers from 30 to uh, 40, these motherfuckers is just dying from just poor health, period. You feel what I'm saying? Attacks, so like, right. Everybody has, well, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of the people now in you know the age group that would be least at risk a lot of the motherfuckers have underlying conditions and honestly taking it even a step further and this is i don't know you know where what our where our audience is or whatever but anybody in the hood anybody in north like these niggas don't get checked up the way they're supposed to they don't they don't they drink they smoke they do all this shit that could cause like terrible problems within their body and they don't even go get checked up. You feel what I'm saying? Well, you know how many things I wish I as much as acting like this that like this COVID shit ain't gonna do nothing to them. Bitch, your lungs is already sensitive. You out here wanna be playing with God? You better sit the fuck down. They be crying it. Mm-mm. Niggas out here with these little baby lungs. And I know I know who got the baby lungs from when they hit the blunt. <laughs> Fuck out of here, baby lungs. You need to sit down. You're at risk. So that was my COVID rant. Well, it's supposed to be over what in June, May, July, something like that. Depending on the thing about it is like, well, the last pandemic we had was what nineteen the 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 Spanish flu from nineteen twelve, nineteen eighteen. Yeah. Now. I listened to a through line because that's my shit. I, I don't, was it through line or invisible? I think it was through line. And they had an episode about it. And the guy, the historian or whomever it was that was speaking about it, and he said that the pandemic hit in like a january like January, like, you know, cold winter type months. Mm-hmm. And it trickled off. Um, at the end of spring because it's a cold virus. It's the, you know, it lives in the cold. So once it got hotter, it trickled off. And then it came back 
in like September and then it stayed until the following year around May and then it that by then they had um was it vaccines? I mean, vaccines or something they had something but after that that's when it like it stayed around basically for like a year and some change a year and a half it just took the summer off because she was in school <laughs> so my thoughts is that um with the technological advancements that we have now and the medical advancements that we have now my thought is that it's going you know trickle off in the warmer months or whatever and if they don't capitalize on that time that where where everything dies down to, um, you know, find some type of treatment or something to contain it or to to alleviate the damage that it can cause or the spread and everything. Then when it comes back around, we're going to experience that all over again. But again, I feel like we will have like it. It won't. It, it's not 1918. You know what I mean. So I don't feel like it's going to be. As you know, when she comes back around in like the colder months, I don't feel like it's going to be as big of a problem. However, with forty-five, there is ever, there is no telling. Well, this is his election year. Exactly. So there is really no telling. It's not. You know. Let me not even. Let me not even do that. I'm aging on my phone. Never mind. I wasn't even gonna say what you think I was gonna say. What was you gonna say? I wouldn't be surprised if he was the one that hot you that. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. We need a distraction. They need a distraction. I'm losing a little bit. People are seeing me for it's my trumpish. People are seeing me for what I'm worth. I need a distraction. Hey, take this sneeze over there to China. I mean. I'm not even saying that that's a conspiracy. I'm not even, you know, that's not even a conspiracy theory. I'm just, just picking fun, but. I mean, isn't that what Bush did? He found oh, all ass war to keep him in office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, what you call it? Oh, yep, you were absolutely right. My history teacher, ooh, he was something that year, boy. He was so, ooh, child. He was pissed about that. We had to do a whole paper. He was like, where are the weapons? Where are the weapons of mass destruction? There are none. I was like, bro. <laughs> he had, <laughs> had dreads, but they was gray, and they were hanging his face. Where are the weapons? <laughs> Shit just be swinging all over. But yeah. Anyways. That was my COVID update. It was a good time. It was a worst R.I.P. Rudy Johnson, you will be missed. All right. Also, to Bill Withers, who died.
like, when you're not strong, I'm like, yo, girl, you don't have to enunciate everything. Um, when we passed our people with us, what, what else has happened in the last couple of weeks? Um, I can't think of anything. I'm really impressed with the job that um, Andrew Cuomo's doing. I'm just going to put that out there. I keep getting told, though, that a lot of the hospitals closed under him, but then I keep getting reminded by my boss that most of that was probably set up before he even got in office, so he couldn't really do much. Because the more I learn about government, the more I'm just like, this is some bullshit. Turned off. Yeah. Turned off and like, it's one of those like, oh, this is the ghetto. I'm just, I don't, I'd rather not. It's like, it's like, it's like the ghetto is like, it's like a good 20 exits on, on the parkway. So it's like, damn, I don't want to go through this, but I have to to get where I need to be. So let me just ride through these ghetto-ass activities with these ghetto-ass Republicans and Democrats and, you know, get through what I can. Like, that's how I'll be looking at it. It's like living on the Maplewood Irvington border. Mm. 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 Like, I know if I take the South Orange Irvington border, it's like, if I know if I take a couple of blocks down, it's going to be the hood. Shit, the border over by my house, shit. <laughs> what you mean? I got a seating hall right here, and then you go a couple blocks down, and you might get robbed. Straight like that. When them little seating hall folks be coming down to my corner store, I'll be looking like, well, you bold. You bold. That's a far-ass walk. You, you got a whole-ass cardigan sweater on. And you, yeah, you bold. You bold. They about to sell you a dime for twenty dollars, cause that's what they do. Is that a lot? A dime is ten dollars. Like a dime is like, uh, like like a point seven. Yeah, but it's usually like ten dollars. But they upcharge white people reparations. I understand. I mean, I need mine off the top. <laughs> I need mine off the top. This is for Harriet. Sweet. <laughs> um, let's get into it. The good doctor, Dr. Melendez, died. How? An earthquake? Yeah, he died in an earthquake from internal bleeding, and then they tried to do a surgery, but it didn't go right, so now he's dead. But Claire died on his ch- Claire was on his chest as he died. So she got to be part of two people's trauma this season. Her mom dying because of that alcohol she left in now. Also, Dr. Melendez. Wonderful, which means that next year she's going to be all extra fucked up. No, because it seems like her and Dr. Lynn, they actually bond now as women of color. Because they both lost a man they loved. Okay, but she's going to be extra fucked up. She's going to be walking around like wallowing in her traumas. Oh, my life was so hard. Oh, this kind of hard. When I hear that's what that that's the setup that I hear for next season. Well, Leah and Shauna together, so that's one lesson you gotta hear about. Mm. So she realized that she can love somebody with um, what you call it. It's one of those unfortunate, like I needed a grand gesture to understand how much you loved me type of things. Because when the accident hits, she ends up on the in the basement, but somehow was easily able to get out. 
So Sean, not knowing this, he goes into the basement, nearly gets trapped, nearly dies to help one of the people who was also down there with him, but he eventually makes it out. And he talks about, there's a long story this, but I'm going to make it short. He talks about how Leah makes him more of a person, you know, because she taught him how to drive, kiss and all that, but he doesn't really give anything back to her that makes her more. And she really? hears all this on a walkie-talkie because for some reason they leave a walkie-talkie with her. And so when he finally gets out, it's a big kiss number, they're going to be together. And even though the patient was telling him to move on and all that, the idea that this um, autistic guy tells me on the, my website is that the thing with every season, every person, is Sean's supposed to be challenged and not give up because he's supposed to show that perseverance isn't the same thing as fixation. Mm. So with that, he eventually persevered and got to go, which leaves me slightly uncomfortable because of all he has set up to now, but it's Sean's show, so of course he's going to get what he wants. Yo, I swear, you secretly do not like this nigga. <laughs> Like, I feel like we watch this show because you're invested. Like, because there's an initial investment. But I feel like you really don't like that. You don't. Like, I feel like you like Sean a little bit. But I feel like you hate everybody else on the show, including the writers, the directors. (laughs) (laughs) I love Claire. It's just... It's one of those things since I watched since season one, I can't abandon it now. That's... yeah, the follow through. That's what it is. That's what I think it is with you, because like you, you don't really be having much pleasant, many pleasant things to say about the show. It's like it's usually yeah, because he's gonna get what he wants, obviously, because they're not gonna give him any hardship. Like, he counts from hardship. It's just nothing <laughs> is permanent. Like, well, I don't know if you're born. He's autistic. Like you dang, he already had hardship. Like he lost his his brother, his father. Like he he ain't experienced no struggle. Like damn. But yeah, um, let's see what else happened. Dr. Alex makes it seem that he's gonna go home to Phoenix to be with his wife and son, but unfortunately he's gonna be on next season. This show has so much dead weight it's not funny. (laughs) This show has dead weight and makes me happy to kill off Melinda's because it's like what else is he gonna do? Who else is there to date? He's going to get with Debbie next. I mean, at least you know it should be clean. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Carly's getting written off, so she won't be back next season. That was the girlfriend, right? The the person who trained him up for Leah, yes. Um, <laughs> what is the truth? What is it? Old school term called a cleanup woman. Oh, go on, Betty. <laughs> Better make it easy for a clean old woman to get my man's love. Uh-huh. Yeah, my sister, she likes Betty, right? Betty, right. <laughs> Who else was in there? Dr. Glassman is still Dr. Glassman. We haven't seen his wife in forever, and I'm proud of that. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> What else? Who else is? Who else matters on there? Oh, Morgan messed up her. She had the hand surgery. She messed up her hand, so I don't know if she's gonna be able to perform anymore. No, so they about to write her off. Um, there's no word on that, but at this point, she. I know, that is how, like, nigga, oh, I didn't even want this surgery. You convinced me to get this surgery, and then you fucked my shit up. Really? Wow, wow, that's crazy. 
How yeah. convenient. And Dr. Andrews found out about her surgery and all that, so he kind of was pissed because he felt lied to. Just be like, was that your business, though? I mean, I understand, but it's just like... You remember those two were supposed to write a paper together? Huh? They were supposed to write a paper together about some okay. technique or whatever he was doing. Right, right. I mean, I... I so I just have this this issue of people feeling entitled to certain information. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to like health related things, it just be like it's not. It don't be easy to say certain things to people. You feel what I'm saying? Or sometimes, like I'm the type of person. If something's wrong with me, I have to resolve it within myself before I even speak about it to anybody else. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that like when what was it? I had a surgery once my whole family why didn't you tell me why didn't you tell me and I'm like I needed to like that was that was me I needed to resolve that within myself it wasn't something that you ain't want support you ain't want support no I didn't I didn't I didn't want a whole bunch of people there you know what I mean like I I wanted to deal with this and get it out of the way because everybody else was going to make a bigger deal of it than what it is and it was going to make me have the anxiety of it you feel what I'm saying so I feel like when people act like they're entitled to your health information is just like all right but if 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 it tied to like a project that they were working on then i understand but don't be feeling oh i feel lied to that that you don't have that right to feel like that do you let's not forget that she was a surgeon with rheumatoid arthritis that part but still i felt lied to like I, maybe he could have chose different a different wording for that well you know he's one of them. like it's just something like oh yeah you know like i feel lied to or i felt like you know lied to it's just like I don't know. I forgot what I thought was going. But, but I think his issue also is that if she can go to Doctor Glassman about this, who basically is semi-retired, why don't you go to the person who's trying to invest in you, trying to show you off and stuff like that? Because she didn't want. She didn't even want to go to Doctor Glassman. And that's the thing. He probably like certainly. Like, I feel like with that situation. You get some people who were so eager to help that it's like, bro, your your eagerness is like, like really making me uncomfortable through this. And then you get some people like Dr. Glassman who the way he kind of handled it was like pushy but not pushy. I don't know how to describe it. In this situation, it brings me back to like me and my attitude when I bowl, I have a fuck, like, well, back in the day, I used to have a bad-ass attitude. And I mean, I would go, like, I would get mad, and I would just be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm not doing this. I'm packing up, and I'm leaving. And, like, my bowling coach, all right, well, you know, my mentor, he was, like, he was the first person that just paid my attitude no mind. Like, that shit just, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do this. Like, I was getting real mad, and he, you know, okay. Like, yeah, I'm out of here. I don't need to be here. He's, all right, we'll drive safely. <laughs> he was and doing I'm, like he knew the AJ. Yeah, you felt that? Exactly. So I'm sitting there with all that anger, and I'm just like, I'm going to try this shit one more time, then fine. You know what I mean? But, like, he knew how to get through to me without it kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those, like, I'm not even going to entertain this. I'm gonna let you figure it out on your own, and I'm gonna let that. That's gonna guide you back to make. You're gonna end up making the decision that I think is best for you because you're gonna see it 
you're gonna see why I think it's that street type thing, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like with Doctor Glad, like the other doctor, you who you know, why didn't you you, you should told him he was ready to invest in her doc? Maybe she she ain't want all of that attention. She probably was still trying to come to terms with the fact that she's acknowledging the illness. You know what I mean? Acknowledging that it's having an effect on her performance. Now I go and tell you this. Your first thought is well, not want to say your first thought, but if you tell your boss that you're you have an issue in which you're you might be incapable of performing the task your their your first thought of their response is going to be they're going to sit me out they're going to put me on a sideline mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're going to see me as a disability and she probably was trying to avoid being seen as such that's probably why she went to dr glassman because he's kind of on the outside of the court he's not in the game mm-hmm. so you, you listen this is you know, this is what's going on, this is how I feel, blah, 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 blah. But, like you said, he's semi-retired, he's kind of out of the game, he's not on the front lines, he's not immediately close enough to where it's like, I know you're going to run back and tell this nigga what I just told you. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I do that sometimes. Like, I'll confide more in somebody who's a little bit on the further outs, mm-hmm. opposed to being, like, right, like, okay, I could have called my best friends for these. Like, you know, I could have called my sister and said this, but I kind of don't want that being real close I want to talk to somebody who's over here so I still have room to navigate my mind over here you get what I'm saying like I put the problem like the, we we know what the problem is but it's not like all I'm hearing around because mm-hmm. one can't convert to the other and make this a whole group thing there you go so I mean but I, I, I don't know I've worked in in health information for many years. So when I see people, you know, kind of acting entitled to people's health, personal health information, it's like, mm-mm, bitch, there's a HIPAA. Okay? There's a HIPAA. I don't have to tell you shit. You are not on my papers and you are not my insurance company. However, I do understand that if it, if it does directly affect the project that they're working on, maybe she should have given them a little bit of a heads up, but she don't owe you shit, bro. Let's move on to Cherish the Day. Mm. Not all about Cherish the Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what's the quick version of it? When did you last watch again? She looking all over, look to the left, right? Well, so you said then uh, episode three they did what? Whoa, back in the day. Um, we're just going to pretend like we're going over the whole season. So at the end, they get back together again. Mm-hmm. They got married. You finished the whole thing, right? Yeah, so they got divorced. And then Ms. Luma had a birthday part. Yes, they got divorced. He divorced her, by the way. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I think he just got tired. Plus his company went under and all that. And she how, was, they, how long were they together? In total, before the first divorce, I think. So you said the second episode, or the, the following episode, is like five years later or something. The whole, when it comes back for the last episode, I think it was like almost a year passed since the divorce. So now, one of the issues that Evan was having—oh my god, I remember their names. But one of the issues that Evans was ha- Evan was having was gently with her podcast, where Miss Luma was starting to blow up as his whole thing was starting to go down. 
So mm-hmm. she was starting to be more invested in that and actually having something for herself rather than dedicating all her time to him as it was before. So in her evolution, he was devolving. He was like, but she used to be there for me all the time. What's happening now? He didn't like the switching of dynamics. Niggas don't usually. No, and you see that a lot in the shows nowadays, I'm realizing. And I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I mean, I see... I see how it can, you know, closely portray what happened in her life, but it's like, it just sucks. Because... Just because you, you know, you're going down, it's like, okay, we're here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm on my way up. You're on your way down. We meet here, but you're bitter. You're mad at me for succeeding. And that usually makes, um, in those situations, and I don't even want to say, like, when the man is coming down or whatever. Like, it's, it's both. But when, when one person's going up, one person's coming down, it's like, yo, I can't even fully enjoy my my rise. Like I, I've asked for this, or I wanted this, or you know what I mean. This is a good thing, and I can't even fully enjoy it because I got to cater to your ego. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I got to cater to what 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 you're lacking and 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 where your life is going. I got to kind of like hold the celebration. Let me pull this motherfucker up. I or, think you know what I mean. Like like I want to bust out and shake shake my ass because I just landed a deal. But I can't even fully express myself in that way because I don't want you to feel bad about where you are in life. Mm-hmm. It's like they said in Black Club, you gotta learn how, you have to be able to evolve and grow with the person and not just be stuck on that image and where they are when you first met. Right, right, yeah, definitely. Definitely, you have to give them space to grow out of the box that you put them in. Mm-hmm. Much less, what is it, our skin sheds every 30 days or something, so they're a new person almost every month. You know, and I, I constantly tell people that, like, yo, stop, like, there, you can you can base things off of, like, the history of, but at the same time, you still have to give that person space to grow, because, oh, you usually do this, yeah, I usually do that, but maybe last night I went to sleep and woke up and realized that what I usually do was wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta give them that space, but, change his own jam. Yeah, plus they were having trouble in couples therapy because they had that usual dynamic you see of one feeling like they're getting all the point, the other one's being portrayed as the bad guy, and it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But it kind of sucks that they left it kind of on ellipsis where they kind of got back together because they kissed at the end, but you don't know what's happening further. Because it's an anthology, so that's the last we see of Evan and Jim. I'm just going to issue this. Once I get comfortable, I start rocking, so I don't want you to feel like... No, it's fine. I'm moving myself because my tailbone is hurting like hell right now. Yeah, because I can't... When I sit still, I get really uncomfortable. So I don't want to start rocking and then just be like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? Lean with it, rock with it. Lean yeah. with it, rock with it. Ooh, but, let's move on to Ozark because ain't much more to say about Cherish today. Ozark is good. Speaking of changing in the dynamics... Well, that's been happening for seasons now. That's been happening for seasons now. Like, Wendy was been upset about how her life was a home housewife. She wanted to get to this point. She was like, yeah, nah. I'm making moves. You either gonna get on this boat with me or you gonna stand on that island. And let's not forget, when we first met them, they both were cheating on each other now, going toward divorce anyway. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know... Kinda is like they they were together because they they needed to be together for that situation. But 
Wendy wasn't playing no games this season. She was coming to to to. She was white women waiting. Mm-hmm. She went over Helen's head and got her basically killed. Bro, when Ellen said, "How did you get that number? Or when was the last time you used it?" She was like, "Last night, Helen's face was." Like, <laughs> <laughs> That that was the white woman noise throughout the season. Seriously, <laughs> bro, that shit would have me cracking up when they was trying to negotiate with the um with the the other hotel and casino. Mm-hmm. And that that little that, that little mean ass lady was here. So, hmm. I'm funny. Wasn't nothing good behind that. I wonder why they didn't like explore the fact that that dude technically killed his wife. I mean, they just let that fall off. Bro, when he did that look around, I was cracking fuck up. Okay, you know what? And she said you was weak. You smart, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. This season was really good. It was It was good. I appreciate Ruth's journey through it. Ruth is that bitch. But I'm, I don't, I'm not too, like, alright, so toward the, the last was the season the finale or whatever like for those who well if you're listening to this you know it's spoilers yeah basically so when Darlene came up the roof and was like you know I want you to come work with me or whatever I'm like yeah why because I mean I feel like Darlene means well but it's going to be a big conflict because I don't feel like Ruth, like Ruth How is it a conflict? It's a legacy thing. You Dar- know, I Darlene that. and Ruth are the same person at a different age. I agree. I agree, but but the difference is Ruth. She she can't stand Marty and well, she can't stand Wendy. But she, I feel like she looks at Marty as like a big brother slash father slash uncle. Yes, when she ran up to him and hugged him when he came back from Mexico. That was exactly. so sweet. Exactly. So I feel like it's going to be a conflict. Like Darlene's going to, at some point or another, have her do something that she's not comfortable with doing um, against Mark. That's why I say that I don't see it being like, mm. because think about it. Ruth, she, she bout that life. But Hold up. Time, when have we ever seen Ruth do something violent against somebody? Cause she got a lot of mouth, but she don't really be about that action too much. At least this season, she rigged was not. She rigged the boat to kill her. What you call it? She rigged the boat, but she wasn't hitting nobody. Darlene is up close and personal when she wants to fuck you up. Yeah, no, Darlene. That's because Darlene's old. She doesn't reach that age where I don't have time to be acting like I don't like you. I don't like you. You don't like me. Fuck you. And I'm okay with that. But guess what's gonna happen? You either go and get with this show or you not. Because if you're not with this show, you're going to get run over. So you just let me know what you want. The way like she, but the, you only get to that point after a certain age. She's over 50. I think 50 is the age where you where it clicks like, yo, I don't have to give a fuck about these niggas. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. So if, if, Ruth, if Ruth, you know, down the road, she's going to hit, you know, 40s, 50s. She's going to go through more stuff to the point where she's like, yo. It's not. It don't benefit me to give a fuck about y'all. So I'm just going to tell you straight up how it is. Or I'm going act straight up how it is. You know what I mean? That's what Darlene. Darlene about that action. You know what I mean? She she don't and, and she's unapologetic with it. But stuff like that that comes from years 
of being in the game, years of taking shit and having to assess it like, wait, I didn't have to take that from you. But guess what? Tomorrow when I wake up, I'm not going to take that shit from you. She just slashed that woman's ties just from slapping her in that little birthing class. You feel me? You feel me? Like, and, and then had the nerve say, no, I ain't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fade it out. Don't fade it out right there and then just come back. Ooh, 
boom, you know, smoking a cigarette or something. We know we can imply, we can infer what's going on. Okay, obviously he laid the pipe down on her little old ass, knocked the out of that bitch. So we good. We don't even see it, but I do, I do see that you know, and and he's good for her because she needed somebody. Plus, I think she's really thinking about legacy and what she's going to leave after at this point. True. I mean, she old as shit. I mean, that's the reason why she wanted Zeke in the first place. Exactly. So that she could have somebody to leave it to. And her, 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 her ex-husband, he wasn't, well, ex-husband, you know, her, 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 her dead husband, he wasn't trying to hear what she was trying to hear. He wasn't, he wasn't trying to make the moves. So that's a pretty picture. He wasn't trying to make the moves that she was trying to make. So she had to go. Let me go get a younger model. You feel what I'm saying? Let me go get a new car where I can put the bells and whistles on it that I like. Raise them up, and 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 and, and, and my son. Raise my two boys up. You feel what I'm saying? And have that person to leave it to. Like I see exactly. I get what you're saying, but it's just like I don't want to see that shit. You put them. I got look. If I want to see some wrinkly titties, I'll look in the mirror. I don't need to look on Netflix. Uh, what is this? Google's no, Netflix. I don't need to look on Netflix to see that shit. Man. I don't need to look on Netflix to see that shit. How did you feel about Ben and Ruth? Oh, that was sad. I thought it was a very crappy relationship that was rushed. I agree. I agree. Because I... But- I wanted to know what was her past relationships like and what's her relationship with sex like. It just jumped right in. Well, obviously she ain't really been having none. But what? She said, you like me? You sure? I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like, that's pretty much how it went. But the, you only you only, you only, only have those moments. You only have the situations like that when, when you ain't getting none in the manner that you wanted it for a while. Like, she probably ain't had nobody to really knock the, <laughs> to knock her kidney or something. <laughs> so, probably, but I, it, I was sad. I, I didn't like, I didn't like how he did his story. Line. I didn't like how he did his story. But, he was messy. And that was that was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch because he was like, "Bro, just, just just stop, shut up. If you shut up, you'll live." And he wasn't trying to shut up. So yeah. And then Wendy had to let him get taken out. That I know that was hard for her to do. Like, like damn, my brother, like he's family, but if I don't help him, like you know what I mean, if I don't handle him, they gonna handle my actual like my kids and shit. I don't, It was sad. It was sad. How? I don't know how to feel about Jonah and Charlotte this season. Jonah is starting to go off the deep end, back to his whole possible school shooter type of mess. And Charlotte is not as annoying as she first was, but kind of just exists a little bit. I really agree with that whole exist part. I mean, she she is the only one who's like looking out for Jonah at this point and worrying about his emotional well being. But. She she wasn't really memorable this year, this season. She didn't really do anything memorable. Like, where was her, where was her mark of damn word? I mean, she tried to use her father's clout to get Aaron from. And that was, I swear to God, that was the only thing that just popped in my head. Like, that was the only <laughs> thing that I think of. 
was like, was she, oh, like, you know who my father is? Okay, cool, cool, cool. You almost coming in as a boss bitch, but where's the rest of it? Like, you just crossed up right there, and that was it for the rest of it? Okay. I mean, she also took that phone to Kansas City when they was trying to get Ben. She was helping. Maybe not bossing up, but helping. Still, not really memorable. Well, Joan at least was cool. when he it had that shotgun. Moment, <clears throat> at least Jonah was when he had that shotgun toward Helen like he was about to do something. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that was a standout moment. I just was thinking about that when I said that. Like, that was a standout moment, but she ain't really like, like damn. Honestly, like, if they... If they brought the season back next year and kind of just like Judyed her and Family Matters, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> like she just, just have her go upstairs and never come down. down. <laughs> like I wouldn't even notice. I would not even notice. That's a damn shame. Facts, though. How much longer do you think this could go on? I don't know, but I feel like. Honestly, like they may overdo it. Like I feel like they may drag it longer than it needs to be. Because it feels at this point they got maybe two good, excuse me, two good seasons left in it. I agree. One dealing with the whole fact that Donnie's making a comeback, mm-hmm. and then after that, the last season got to be either they all get shot up and die, or they finally make it out. I mean, yeah, and I don't, I really don't believe that. I've really the way the storyline is is being written out and like with the whole like you know foreshadowing or whatever I feel like they're gonna get tied up further in with Navarro opposed to like trying to work the plan to get him legal and to get him legit and pull him out I feel like he's gonna pull them further in away from that aspect if not you know intentionally then unintentionally but I feel like that's gonna take you know, next season it's going to be a mix of Navarro um, and his bullshit, and then they have to deal with that, and then turn around and have to deal with Darling. So it's like two things coming in at them at once. Mm-hmm. And then the mm. season after that, like the, the, the following season, it's probably just going to be the fallout from one of them. Because let's not forget, Darling's also pairing up with Frank. Charles, who used to be their man in the casino business, he don't like Wendy. So it's like they only yeah, have Navarro. Like, they're basically getting like everything is lining up to where all of these problems are going to be standing around them, pointing a gun at them type thing. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like they're going to be in the middle, and it's going to be problem everywhere you turn. It's going to be some bullshit that they got to deal with. That's how I see that season going. And then I feel like next season is going to progress to where one problem will like kind of take over the whole thing and like the other problem will fade out like maybe if they take Navarro if they take that storyline you know and put that in the A spot then they'll kind of gradually find a reason for Darlene to be out like maybe she'll die you know what I mean or they'll write it to where like somebody close to her sees that she's wilding too much and take her out so that the, the storyline can focus on Navarro or it could be vice versa because like said she's gearing up with Frank and all of them so it's like that could become a bigger concern than Navarro like that might they might play it where it's like okay well Navarro's trying to go legit let's make it easier for him to get legit move him out the way so that we could focus our, our 
you know, season after that on Darlene and, and Frank and them coming after them. Because Darlene is an OG, so they need to save her for the last season. Yeah, I feel like Darlene, yeah, I don't know. The whole writing her off, I don't I don't think it would take that right. I honestly think that they'll probably make the Navarro storyline take the beat. Take the beat position over Darlene. Anything else to cover with that? No. So um, let's do coffee and Kareem since you okay, pressed the I, was, I was just thinking that too, like because I know you said you watched it today. What were your thoughts? I think people are forgetting that not every comedy has to be taken seriously. Thank you. Like it's like what people think Tyler Perry, since he's working so long, should have prestige and stuff. It's like no, this nigga does like basic shit to entertain you. One and done. One and done. Yeah, I, I feel like this. This was what it what it was for. It was it was mindless. It was to make you for me. It it just made me laugh hard as shit, bro. It made me like really. I was. At first, I was just was like, what, what am I watching? <laughs> what, what the fuck am I watching? Why does fucking Joan from Girlfriends, why does her ex-boyfriend have a motherfucking lemon on his eye? Why? Like, I, I couldn't, what am I watching? But as I was watching it, I had went through the, um, the hashtag on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, oh, I I'm gonna do the hashtag on Twitter, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is disgusting! How dare they have this kid with this mouth? Like, it's just super vulgar." Are we forgetting there was a whole film last year called Good Boys, which was filled with that? The whole, the whole thing, the whole thing, like the, the whole thing, and Good Boys was cool too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they, they, oh, I can't believe! How dare ooh, the, the guy who wrote Shane something? How dare he write like this? Da, da, da. Like, bruh, you too sensitive. Turn shit off. Not just there are kids who literally talk just like that. I swear. I swear. On everything, bruh. Once quarantine is over, I will lift my window at 3 o'clock when these little badass motherfuckers get out of school. And you will hear this is exactly how they fucking talk. I mean, I can talk like that because I'm 31. Mm-hmm. But that they, this is how they, like, they talk like that. That's, that's literally how they talk. Literally, the only thing is they're not as smart as that boy in the movie. That boy was manipulating the hell out of James. And that's why, like, I, I, like I said on, on in my comments on, on on Facebook, that's a testament to that whole people with the potty mouths have high intellect. Yes, facts, facts. I I totally agree. Yeah, he had a potty mouth. He did, but a lot of the shit that he was saying made sense. I mean, outside of the rambles on. And I mean, look yeah. at it this way. He is a young black boy for black mom with that kind of mouth. Yeah, he never got hit. How smart you have to be to get hit? You feel what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? Your mother really believed that you an angel? Come on now. Come on now. If you can make your mother think that you with that mouth is an angel. And he cussed around her. He cussed in that paper while she was handcuffed in the bathroom. You feel like, come on now. Yeah, she but, smacked the hell out of James. Yeah. I like Taraji in that role. I mean, that's the role she always plays, though. So. It wasn't like a, you know, a, her movie, but oh gosh, <laughs> okay, it's past your bedtime. No, it's not even that. I was up. It was like four. 
and then uh, I turned around and then woke up at like 10 so I didn't really feel sleep but yeah no I liked her in that role I enjoyed her in that role that that mother black mama role I liked her in that role and then like you said it was not all movies are meant to have super deep meaning you know what I mean some some movies is just ignorant fun and that's what that was it was just ignorant fun cause I cracked the fuck up when he said, what you think, we about to be BFFs? Man, fuck out my face, bro. I holler, bro. I holler, bro. Yo, he hit that, but fuck out my face. Yo, because that's really how it be. Like, you really just... Yeah, I know. Okay, I know he didn't want to say that shit to me. What? You, you, you ain't gonna do me no favor, man. Fuck out my face. You ain't gonna do me no favor, but you want me to go upstairs and get the remote, man. Fuck out my face. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, if she could, I know for a fact. Like, she came in here and she wanted to watch it with me, and I'm like, nah, you can't watch it with me. She was like, I watch all the stuff with you, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, granted, like, we do be we do be watching a lot of shit that five-year-olds maybe shouldn't. But she but, knows audience at this point. No, I mean, yeah. Like, like, the way she act with me and the way she act with you is completely different. She knows who to speak around what way. Exactly. So, but it's just like, I can explain. We watch Candyman. I can explain Candyman. I can break that down. And then she explained it back to me. So she understood. We watched Us. Same thing. She understood. I can't she watched explain Us? It. Huh? She watched Us? Yeah. That didn't mess with her head a little bit. Uh-uh, she liked that shit. Matter of fact, I, twi- I, got, I twisted her hair. I put a little twist in her hair. And she's like, oh, mommy, look at me. I look like the bad mommy. I look like the clone. Oh, she calls them clowns. I look like the clown mommy. Yeah, the, the clown mommy, but she's the real mommy now. Yeah, I look like her. I'm like, all right, girl. Like she understood. She like I I don't know if you saw it, but I even posted the video on Facebook of her explaining it back to me. Well, she was explaining that, and then she went into like bad people, like you know, when you're a bad guy and what's supposed to happen to the bad guys. But yeah, she understood it. Like if I can explain it to her, we good to go. I can't explain this. Sh- I can't explain coffee and Kareem. That there was no excellent. Like I, I'm still like, bitch. What did I just watch? There so is just- kind of a deeper thing to it, but it's like you have to really overthink it. Like the fact that his dad died of cancer, and they don't really address that too much. Mm-hmm. And he probably never had somebody come in trying to be that father figure, and his white man right. does it, who's a cop of all things, and like, he's aware of what cops are. Can you wait? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You you are you just being in my presence fucks up my street cred. Like when he said he turned around when he was in the uh in the, the secret hideout, the first one where they shot the, the cop. It's like, yo, he's like, he's a cop. I don't even fuck with cops. I don't even like them. I hate all them pigs. You know what I mean? Like, he was quick to clear that up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you mean to tell me the first father figure that I get after losing my dad is going to be a white cop? This ain't going to work, Pimpin. Vanessa, this ain't going to work. <laughs> so, yeah. It was, it was definitely an interesting... It was definitely an interesting movie. Did you hear that Louis did you see that Louis C.K. link I gave you or no? He has a new comedy special. Mm-mm. Would you email it to me? Yes. I know that I haven't like I, you know I only check my email when I'm expecting something. I know. And I remember you saying like you was gonna forward me something and when I looked at my email it wasn't there and I have not checked my email since. Black Jesus in the major. 
But yeah, he had a, his comedy special came out. And then did you watch it? Yes, it was. What were your thoughts? Isn't he like controversial? Yes, because he's the one who jacked off in front of those women, and to the point that they yeah. decided to quit comedy. Did he talk about that? Yes, he basically made it seem you. I'm going to ruin the joke, but only because it's like it hit me in such a way that sounded so fucked up. He said he felt like a slave master hearing Negro spirituals thinking that they was happy with the situation. <laughs> it was fucked up, but it was like also kind of hilarious. Granted, he is. It's, and then he made a lot of slightly pedophilia jokes in there. Oh my god. One's right. about the Holocaust, 9 11. It's like, he was at that point where he's like, they already tried to take my career, so fuck it. I mean, well, yeah. Did he say anything about Pete Davidson? Mm-hmm. Why would he mention Pete Davidson? Pete Davidson's nowhere near his level. I mean, yeah, nowhere near his level, but Plus Pete Davidson was... had a pretty good year, and then, like, in his special, he talked about Louis C.K. But and this then was... he did, like, press, um, like, some interviews where he mentioned it, so I figured, like, that would be. You know, yeah, you got this little dick motherfucker, Pete Davidson, running around talking about me, like maybe he should be next or something, you know? No, it's like, in my mind, it's like, why would you give other people clout during your hour? True. Especially when you're trying to technically make a comeback, why are you going to give somebody else shine? Especially because what Louis C.K. was before he went down, he had his own TV show, he was, which was very big. He was writing on other people's show, getting putting them on like Pamela Anwan. He was the co-creator of her show, Better Things. So it's like, why in the world do you talk about this pipsqueak? You don't get me wrong. I like Pete Davidson, but it's like Pete Davidson is never going to be as big as Louis, even when Louis was at his best. No, I mean I haven't. I ain't judging nobody, but like, so he just was jerking off and just was like, you don't, you don't mind if I just. He doesn't like to do it alone. That was his joke. He doesn't like to check off a It's fucked yeah, up in uh, so many ways. But... This is so nasty, yo. Oh my god. Like, I, like and this might be taking a turn for the odd, but like, if my man send me like a video of him doing it, I'm okay. But if he's doing it in front of me, I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know why. It's Because it's, 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 yeah. one is something that's to come and one's coming in front of you. It's just uh, like I don't I don't like seeing this motion in in person. Like mm-mm. I've only had that happen once. Like there was this. Well, I was like, you know, when I first started smashing or whatever, so I was young. But like the dude, like I te- like I was. I don't know if we had did it and we didn't finish, or I said that I wasn't going to do it or something. But like I turned her, he just was like laying on the bed doing it. I remember looking at. Him, I'm like, wow, you're so fine, and this is so unattractive, and now I do not like you. It just, it's not for me. So, thank God I've never been in a situation like that with Louis C.K., because it's like, thank God we've never been in the elevator together, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But that leads to a very good getting in depth with your topic. How, How do you feel about the court of public opinion? Especially when it comes to taking down people without there being any type of legal situation involved. Um, I don't know. I feel like 
at a point now where I'm learning to be like, mm, it's not for me, or or I don't I don't understand it or I don't agree with it, so I don't need to make a fuss about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's where I am now. So it's like unless case in point, like I, I'm about to mention some names and you probably have absolutely no idea who I'm speaking about. Do you know who NBA YoungBoy is? I know it's a rapper, and I think they were on Double XL's um, top list or something. You can't. <laughs> what? Because you don't know who he is, but you start spinning out snacks that I don't even know. Like I don't, I don't know if he was. Wasn't he know. on that? With wasn't he in the same class as Megan Thee Stallion, Tierra Whack, and he's, he's super problematic. Like, like just I don't. Is he the one that beat up his mom and sister or something? Nah, that was um, Blueface. Um, but they might as well be the same person. I mean, they all got the same haircut and they all act as ignorant as they want to be. But NBA Youngboy, or whatever his name is, he's dating um, Floyd Mayweather's daughter. <laughs> That's a dumb move right there. <laughs> and this dude, like, she recently, was it two days ago maybe, I think they reported it, like she stabbed a girl that she caught with him. Why so are you stabbing a girl? For a dude who, who basically I don't give a fuck about you. Why? He fuck with everybody else. And, and, and you walk, you go home, you go into a place where y'all supposed to stay together and he got another bitch there. And you think to stab her. So he ain't invited her in. You feel what I'm saying? But I look at that and, and you know, court of public opinion, I'm, I'm looking at that whole situation and it's like, I want to have more more to say about it. Hmm. But it's just like, you just kind of get to the point where it's just like, Yo, you, y'all stupid. And, and that looks like a headache that I don't even want to have thinking about it. So I just kind of like disregard it. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. If it's somebody like okay, where they said that this person is a pedophile or something, if it like I'm not gonna go with it just because everybody is saying it's a pedophile now. If you start putting up like okay, well this is why we think that he's a pedophile. This that you know what I mean, and showing what what it is, and it's like oh, okay, so I see I see where these theories are coming from. You know what I'm saying? But that, that doesn't leave me the space to be like, yeah, you're 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 innocent. Like with Bill Cosby, me and my dad had a whole conversation, and it kind of stopped. I'm like, nigga, are you, are you, are you anything? Does is that is that a defense? But it wasn't like when he started when it started sounding like he was trying to defend him. I kind of like curved that around. Like, okay, yeah, we weren't there at the same time. The points that you're using to justify or to defend or whatever or to kind of like say we don't know like it is you you're not you're not you're not helping right now you know what I mean but for me I kind of just try to like "Mm, okay I just know I will not leave my cup unattended around you ever (laughs) you know what I mean like 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 I'm not going to push the narrative that you know what I mean? What's being said, I'm just going to be mindful on my end for me and mine. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, Michael Jackson touching little boys. I don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, I've I heard stories, but I ain't, you know, I wasn't there. And that's a, that's a, that's a lot of mess that I ain't trying to deal with. So what I'm going to do is if I'm ever around Michael Jackson, you know, he was alive. If I'm ever around Michael Jackson, I ain't going to bring the little boys with me. I'm not even going to put it, you know what I mean? I'm not going to put it in a situation where that could be a possibility. I'm not even going to create, you know, a, a, a situation like that. I'm not even going to allow something like that. So it's like, does that matter? Like, is it is it like a, I forgot where I was going with it. I'm not basing it off of what everybody's saying, but you can't, you don't hear what people are saying. But then comes the question, if there is that type of what out there and people believe it, but there's no legal action done, if the person gets canceled, how long should they be punished for? Mm. See, and that's another thing, this whole cancel thing. I think being canceled, instead of like canceling people like collectively, like, oh, we need to all get together and cancel. How about you make that decision for yourself? Like the other night, last night, in the T Pain Little John battle, um, T Pain played R. Kelly's I'm a Flirt. Well, he played his verse on R. Kelly's I'm a Flirt. But everybody in the, in the chat was like, oh, too bad, we can't enjoy this. Too bad, we can't. I said, fuck y'all. What? Hi. Hi, AJ. We recording. <laughs> Bye. So I'm like, who can I I'm enjoying it. What you mean? Okay, damn, 28. You know what I'm saying? But that don't, I'm not going around telling everybody else, like, yo, you bugging if you stop playing R. Kelly. Like, I, he's not an artist that I listen to regularly, but if R. Kelly's song come on, and I like the song. I'm I'm not I'm not going to kill myself because I enjoy the song. His, his so, songs take on a new meaning for me. It just fucks yeah, everything that, up. Yeah, again, that's what I'm saying. Like I I was never like oh I'm a listen to like there's certain songs that I I like and then there's certain songs that have meaning to me more so because um you know shit funny shit between me and Aunt. but like outside of that like I'm not. You know, I was never really a, let me sing AJ another, but like things, I was never really like, oh, you know what I mean? That's a song that I need to sing. Nah, don't get me wrong. There's some Aaliyah songs that I like, but when I went back and actually looked into the, the songs that I like, the ones that was like, you know, hitting toward the bullshit, they didn't make the list. And it wasn't because of, of the bullshit. It was just like, I never really was big on that song. It never really did anything for me. You know what I mean? So it's not... It didn't really have that much big of effect on me with the whole canceling thing, but to each his own. But what we don't need to do is knock somebody else for their decision or for them being able to say, you know what, I do want to cancel or I don't want to cancel. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of times people be like, oh, we're canceling this person. And then it's like, oh, you still you still watch that show or you still listen to this person and you judging me like, bro, I didn't make his mistakes. You know what I'm saying? And if I'm enjoying a piece of content or if I'm enjoying um, a piece of art, that shouldn't 
that doesn't make me make those mistakes. Like, that doesn't put his mistakes on me. That doesn't put that person's um, ill doing on me. You know what I mean? Plus, they're not the only one who suffers. Like, like, when you put the Cosby show off air, that's not just hitting Bill Cosby's pocket. Exactly. 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 Our good, good girlfriend, Felicia Rashad, now she out here, you know what I mean? She might actually start looking at her age soon. Not if Debbie Allen has anything to do with it. Listen, Debbie said, as long as I am on Grace, <laughs> I got your back, sister. But... The whole idea of the of cancel culture. That's just like, did you read um, "Well That Escalated Quickly" by Francesca Ramsey? No, but I know who that is. You said you what? But I know who that is. She was at oh, the yeah. Smart, Funny, and Black one I went to. Okay, okay, okay. I thought you said no, but I have no idea who that is. I was about to say no. See, I, no. Out of all the people that I've named today, she should be one of the main people that you can identify. Like I. She was the one yeah. that the white girls say thing, right? Uh-huh. The things that white girls say, she's the one that started yeah, that trend? Yeah, she did that. Um, but in her book, she has a chat, like she talks about um, calling out and calling in. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's a big thing that we don't really do. We're so quick to call people out for their bullshit, but it's like, okay, can we call them in and, and, and tell them why what they're doing is, is wrong or why what they're doing can be viewed as problematic or could um, you know trigger or rub people the wrong way or could be just you know downright not good for the world you know what I'm saying but a lot of the times it's like give I don't want to say give them a chance before you cancel but like educate them first and then you know because I mean? a lot of times it's just ignorance a lot of times, the reasons that we're canceling people, like, you know, um, somebody may say something ignorant about, for example, COVID. Somebody may say, oh, the people who are dying deserve to die or something like that, or the people. So they may say something ignorant. And it's like, okay, so we just going to cancel you? Or we going to call you in? Like, I feel like when, with the Gail and Kobe situation, Immediately, everybody was like, okay, we got to cancel, we got to cancel, we got to cancel. Now, I do not agree with the conversation. The way that I've seen it, mm-hmm. I don't know how it was edited or whatever, but the way that I've seen it, I do not agree with how she was like, how it showed her pushing on Lisa Leslie to, to kind of try to find the answer that she wanted to hear or that worked better with her narrative um, or the narrative that she was trying to highlight. You know what I mean? I don't agree with that at all. But when Snoop turned around and called her a funky dog and a bitch, whereas it's not the right thing to do, I wasn't necessarily upset with him because I didn't, I felt like, you know, the way that she was handling things was, or the way that she was pushing was just really, to me, offensive. You know what I mean? If I give you my answer, that's my answer. Don't tell me, oh, but you wouldn't see. Well, if I wouldn't see it, then why are you asking me? Plus, wasn't he not even dead like two weeks? At that you point. He still got a faint little in him, and you want to be out here asking about like something. But but there's also know. a question of what time would you be able to actually ask that question? I mean, like least like like she said, he I don't, like whatever happened. He was acquitted, or he wasn't whatever. Whatever the shit was handled, and the part, 
parties involved were obviously satisfied with the handling of it because there was no big fuss about it if they weren't they would have tried to you know I, well, I'm not even going to say there wasn't no big fuss about it I didn't follow the fucking story to be honest but if I think that like they settled or something like that but well, even still like if you if you choose if you choose to settle that means that you're, you're okay fine I'm going to take whatever this is I don't think that's how it goes what well, really think about it. If I'm going up against Kobe, Michael Jackson, whatever, they have the money to do that, to stretch that whole thing out much longer than I can. And that girl was a stripper, whoever the hell she was. I don't think she had either the money to go to court for a rape trial or money for a civil trial to really go against Kobe, much less the NBA, because let's not forget, Kobe was in his prime when he was doing that. He had the money to fuck her life up and make it probably like Monica Lewinsky where your whole life is going to be known for that one you fucking said thing. doing that like you know that he did that. So, with, I'm not saying he did it. I don't know. I wasn't there. But still, that's the whole issue with, and that's why I brought the court of public opinion. You're not physically there but you hear enough where it feels like the details are factual. And from that, of course, he got acquitted, he paid her off, whatever happened, and then he completely recovered his whole persona. He wasn't the big-time ass anymore, he was the lovable NBA player who was one of the best that there is, with only probably LeBron or maybe Michael Jordan being one of those main people in this generation that he could compare to. Not counting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and those people, because I don't really know them that well. I think I lost my train. I thought I was done. I'm not really sure. Well, either way, like Lisa said, the situation mm-hmm. was handled. And I didn't hear any any much else of people complaining about all this. Like, the people who were, you know, affected by it, there wasn't much else said about it or, you know what I mean, you ain't do. I mean, I don't know what, what the procedures were. But the man ain't here. And not only the man ain't here, he left behind a whole ass family who's still thinking, you know what I mean, who's like freshly grieving him and you ready to just bash him like, yo, I don't know if there's a right time to have that type of conversation or maybe there isn't a right time to have the conversation because maybe you should have had the conversation prior to. I mean, you given interviews before, so why are you waiting till now to bring it up? You know what I mean? Bring it up before. Talk to him about it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, like if you're not satisfied with the accusation, if if there's still people who aren't satisfied with the accusations, all right, well, listen, let's figure out how we can talk about it. To him. He had a whole Oscar campaign when he got that um, award. It would have been the perfect time for that kind of question. I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm pretty sure people would have been like, yo, why are you bringing it up now? But I'd rather you bring it up around the time when he's getting an award than the time when he's dying. I'd much rather that. But where I was going with that, the calling, call out and call in. Um, so apparently Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith had called in Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. When she, I didn't see the episode. I didn't. I caring. <laughs> like, I genuinely stopped caring. Once, one, because once, once Gail came out and was like, you know, the way it was edited was this, that, and the third, da, da, da. Then when I seen that they made peace with each other, they, they had their little, I apologize, okay, well, I accept your apology, I apologize. All right, cool. To me, that's done. 
I don't, I don't need that. I don't care anymore. Not even that I care that much about it, but it's just like when. So either way, the point that I was making was that there's a call out and there's a call in, and I think you have to give people an opportunity to be called in before you cancel them, because sometimes it's just off of ignorance. I didn't know that my actions would be, you know, would have this effect on this person. I didn't know that my actions would would, would cause this type of trigger or this type of trauma for such and such. You feel what I'm saying? Sometimes it's it's just ignorance. Like with uh, those musicians who were saying that fucked up shit about them dark skin people. Now me personally, I'm good on all y'all. I, I wasn't big on your music in the first place to be like, ooh, this is a loss for me. You feel what I'm saying? But if I was and I heard that, I, I, I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with us calling these people in and saying like, listen, this is why this is offensive to us, blah, 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 blah. But either way, me personally, I'm good. But I agree that you should be given a chance to be educated on why, you know, what you said was so offensive or what you did was so problematic before being canceled. Because if, if they say, like, yo, this is what you did, this is why it was a problem, and you're like, okay, but it's still fuck all, y'all. Then it's like, all right, cancel you know what I'm saying? It's just like, all right, you stand, stand on it. Stand on that. That's the thing you want to do for? By all means, I'm ready. Cancel. Hit the button. Are you scared of that at all? It's when you do your comedy career and start doing stand-up and they recording it, looking at old you tweets know, and all so that? You know funny? I've been going, I've been feeling like that lately. But it, it hasn't been a fear of, it's been more of like a liberating feeling. Because at first it was like, um, my, that was my worry. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Because, you know, I have my, 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 since I've had that situation with white women. I'm not a fan of white women. I'm not a fan of them. I mean, it's not to say, you know, they're all bad. It's just to say that I've had an experience that immediately makes me feel on guard. You know what I mean? I guess it's a, a traumatic response to what I... It was a traumatic response to what happened, and then from what happened, it opened my eyes up to many other situations that I overlooked, and I charged it to being, oh, I just have a bad attitude, that's why that happened, and it's just like, hmm, yeah, you got a bad attitude, but it still could have been a little different, you feel what I'm saying? So, I was concerned, I'm like, I'm gonna have to, like, alter my content, I'm gonna have to alter this or whatever, I'm gonna have to find a better... Then I just realized, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm not going to not be 100% myself on stage. If I feel like I, I want to talk about a topic that may be taboo, I just need to figure out a way to talk about it where it can be understood. Not tolerated, but understood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's because what I've learned is just because... I think it might be received wrong or just because like case in point last night I was on live right and I was talking about I was talking about like odd sexual experiences that I've had in my past don't like we started talking about like buying um, we were talking about like people who buy panties and then it just went from there to like me talking about different sexual experiences that I've had in my past right and a couple of people that came in the room 
one of them was like, I know, like, I I knew him to be a youth minister, but this was years ago, so he's probably like a minister, minister now, like, he, you know, he's probably out there. But when he came in, I was like, you know, I was like, you better get out of here, like, I'm talking some crazy shit. But then once I signed off or whatever, and, and, and like, was sitting there reflecting, I'm like, yo, what if, what if he wanted to hear the crazy shit that I was talking? What if that was his escape? You know what I mean? What if, okay, you get some people who, all right, I, I got to be prim and proper all day. I got to be this type of example all day. Mm-hmm. But I have this dark side to me, and I don't get to explore that. So if I see somebody talking about this dark side, talking about something that entices this dark side, yeah, let me go and, and, and see this dark side. Let me go and, 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 and watch this live and, and see she's talking about this, that, and third. Because maybe I can't be that way, but I can enjoy the content. I can enjoy the jokes and just take, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Take the for entertainment and then keep it moving. Yeah, live vicariously. Right, living vicariously. So that's where, and because there was a couple of people that came in and I'm like, no, oh, get out. And then one of them was my little cousin. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you better get out. You don't want to hear what I'm talking about. But then like, me and her, like, you know, I thought back to certain conversations that we had and it's just like, you know, she has this outward appearance of like, I don't want to say innocence, but like she's, you know, sweet. I want everybody to win. I'm happy. But she's still, you know, a girl. So she still has, you know, certain sexual feelings. And then she, she, we'd be talking and she might say something about, yeah, because, you know, then something, something, something about her being in a sexual situation. And I'm like, oh, girl, what? So maybe, you know what I mean? So it's like, just because that's, they're, they're, you know, a certain way to the outer world. That doesn't mean that they can't enjoy um, the dirty comedy that I bring. Mm-hmm. And then what, it, what what really pushed me further into the whole, I'm just going to be me when I go up there. I'm going to talk about what I want to be or when I w- talk about what I want to talk about is because when I watched that Dave Chappelle thing, Which the one? Mark Queen. I forgot to finish that. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was It was good. Like the, the the parts with Dave and then uh, Neil Brennan, he killed his shit. But um, I as I was looking in the audiences, there were a lot of old white women and and, and, and all of his audiences. And I'm like, well, why? You know, he don't really. I'm not saying that he caters to them, but he's still able to be himself and say like, you know, this is what I'm gonna say. And if you're offended, then you're offended. But keeping it a buck, them white women, they know what they was going there for. You know what I mean? The white people period, they knew they was what they were going there for. So it's like you're not going to be offended. You're going to, you know, what is that? Hmm, a little shock pen. Why? Migraines and also jaw tension. Okay. It helps. It doesn't fix the problem, but it alleviates it. It's like the main reason I would actually keep my hair properly cut. Okay, never seen that before, but I'm like, okay, I know that's doing something. Because <laughs> usually by this time I'm home, so nobody has to see it, but it happens at night. Because mm. being on the screen too much after some point, it's just going to give you headaches. Yeah, I can believe it. I can believe it's why I'm getting on my screen. Um, and I'm starting, to, I'm getting to the point now where I actually use my glasses when I'm on my phone. Look at you, little Love by little. Um, but yeah, it's just like. You, these people know what they come. They know they come in to see a comedy show, and they know that 
comedians are, you know, vulgar. Some, you know, it depends on unless it's a clean, an advertised clean show. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get some cursing. You know, you're going to get some, maybe some dick jokes, maybe some, 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 some vagina jokes, you know, maybe some inappropriate, dark humor jokes that's going to make you be like, <laughs> I can't laugh at that in front of other people, so I'm going to just remember what they said so that I can laugh when I get home and I'm in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what the fuck you're signing up for at this point. That's how I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? I'm coming here to tell these jokes, tell these stories, and you know that you're coming here to listen to these stories. You don't have to like them. You know what I mean? But this is what I'm putting out there. And you'd be surprised at who actually likes that shit. That, and that's really what's been getting me. Is like, I keep saying that, like, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Because, like, there's really a fucking audience for almost everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I'm not... I decide I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want. I don't want to talk. Like, I don't want to talk about, about anything that I'm not versed enough to have a conversation. With. We probably won't. I probably won't talk about politics. I'm not that well versed in politics. You feel what I'm saying? If I can find an angle to make that to to make something political funny, sure. But I, I'm not gonna sit there and 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 hammer this shit in your head because I don't know nothing about that shit. Not the play. That's a whole genre within itself. Exactly. You can go to fucking who is that? Bill Bill Mary. You go to him for that. Like Trevor Noah. I ain't got it for you. Yeah, okay. Go to them. Me? Mm-mm. You don't get these big jokes. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to censor myself like that. In that way. And I I said that last night, and I got on live, and after. After I kicked those two people out the room, out my line, and then like the wine really started like, like the 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 last couple of wine was really kicking in. It was just like, well, fuck it, let's talk about it then, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with the shit. I'm I'm cool to talk about all my bullshit. But, um, let's get into the wrap up portion. Any recommendations for this episode? I. Watch Dave and I love Dave. I love Dave. Do you watch Dave? No, but they started calling it the white version of Atlanta. I don't know if that's after I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. See, I'm a big fan of um of Dave's period. Like I love his music. Lil Dicky, like, I think his name is his rap name. Yeah, I love his music. Like me and my best friend, we'd be listening to like couple years ago he came out with a 10 minute long song that was our shit we loved that song it was like a conversation between him and like his one night stand hookup and like like it starts with them having sex and then after they finish she's just like yeah you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get comfortable and he's like oh you're you're gonna stay here and like I mean they start having a conversation you know about like what do you do and then they start talking about um Basically, they're on the opposing end of everything. Like, like she's like, oh, and you know, people breed animals to eat. And he's like, well, you know, if you don't have to chase it to get the food, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like those type of things. And like, he's got his little homeboy brain. I'm gonna send it to you because that shit had me dying. But like, brain is like this little brain on legs. And he comes down, he starts talking. He says some, some, something. And he referenced Pangea, and she was like, "What?" He was like, "This bitch don't know about Pangea." I was fucking out. 
Pangea the landmass. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, what? A rap song mentions fucking Pangea. Like. I'm so lost. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you, bro. It was the funniest, man. I mean, like, access to some again without losing you. Um, mine's gonna be unorthodox, the Hasidic Jew miniseries on oh, Netflix. No, Netflix. Is that a documentary or is it? No, a- it's a four. It's a four-part series. So four one-hour. No, it's um scripted. Okay. Okay. I only saw episode one, but I really like it. What's it about? Okay, the basics of it is a girl named Esty, real name Esther is marrying into a really Hasidic Jew, a Hasidic Jewish family, which is very traditional, big fuzzy hats, curls and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she decides... Hmm? You said marrying into it? Well, she's Jewish herself, but I don't know. I don't... She's not Hasidically. Yeah, I don't know if she's like Seinfeld, Seth Rogen Jewish, going to a different kind of Jew or not. It's very mm-hmm. early, so I'm not 100% sure. Plus... I don't know how a Jewish woman act because who gets to interact with Hasidic Jewish people that much? Right, right, right. So, her thing is she marries into this family and that's after all she goes through to try to impress the mother because Esther's issue is her mother upped and left from Williamsburg, Brooklyn off to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Her dad is kind of selfish and maybe a little bit special. So she was raised by her grandmother and her aunt who both are not like seen as high value or high class in the Jewish society. So when it comes to her partner, Yansel or Yancy, something with a Y sound, his mother's kind of eh about the thing, but his, her son liked her, so they let it go. But problem is, for the whole first year, she wasn't getting pregnant or anything, so that kind of made things awkward. And then something happened that they haven't gone into that made her up and leave him and the whole Hasidic community and fly off to Berlin. So that's what's covered in part one. And she's also pregnant, so they're trying to hunt her down and bring her back. Did you watch that? Um, I don't remember what it I want to say maybe it was on Netflix a while ago. It was on something, but it was a, a documentary about the Hasidic Jews in Brooklyn. It was on Netflix. That came out earlier this year. I didn't see it, though. This year? I believe so, yes. No, this, this was old. This had to be like... Oh wow, like a year and it's some change ago. Uh, it definitely was, if it wasn't this year, it was definitely late last year. Cause no, I didn't this, remember. the one that I was talking about was a while ago. And the girl, she was trying to like um, leave her husband. Like it was a, it, 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 it talked about different people, but one of them was this wife. She was trying to leave her husband. And like he kept like, like trying to make it hard for her. So like they would have the court of pillow talking. Um, they would have like the court um, it was just making it hard at one point they tried to like she would ride her bike they tried to like hit her off her bike like they came up and like hit her off her bike she fell and stuff like they would like, it was crazy it was crazy I, I don't, it was crazy ooh that reminds me what I'm looking for this did you watch the self made Madam CJ Walker thing or no I did I did I couldn't it was it mm. I couldn't. Something about it just yeah. made me feel so. 
Maybe it's because Arlene or whatever the light skinned one is, she was just around too and damn much. But you know what? The thing about that is, I didn't like how it was um, sensationalized. That. Like, it, like, I mean, not sensationalized. Like, okay, so Addie Monroe was based off of, um, what was her name? Allison Monroe. Uh, Allison Malone. Something Malone. Mm-hmm. And, see, it's hard to watch something like that when you got a little bit of knowledge on what really happened. You know what I mean? Like, there's this. All right, so I listen to Karen Hunter's podcast. Shout out to Karen Hunter. Um, she's but, a publicist. No, Karen Hunter. She she's a, a journalist, I guess. She she does. She has a radio show. Like, she works on a radio show. And um, oh yeah, I don't know who this is. Yeah, no, I, I, I like her. Like, stop being she, niggardly <laughs> and let other black people need to stop doing. What happened? Being one of her books, one of her book titles on Stop Being Niggardly and Nine Other Things Black People Need to Stop Doing. Is it? That's funny. I should probably read it. This is from 2010, so it's out. Yeah, no, she, like, I enjoy her podcast. And, like, she be having, like, little, um, like, you know, we're going to read this book and she's really into reading so like she'll give a lot of book recommendations so there was one book that when I first started listening to her podcast she was finishing up it was like the uh, first black millionaires or something mm-hmm. and we talked about um, the, the the lady Allison Malone or whatever mm-hmm. whatever her, the, the person in real life that the, the fictional character was based off of um, basically she was like the first millionaire um and the way that they played it in the movie, like she first of all, if you look her up, she was not light skinned. Annie Malone. Annie Malone. You see it? Yeah, I'm looking on at my second screen. Yeah, he's, she. It, she don't look light skinned. You see what I'm saying? I mean, she. Well, she kind of do, but she's kind of like yeah, in a. Not in the theater light where she looked mulatto. She look a. What she reminds me of? What is the one who sat on the bus? What is her name again? Rosa. I agree. You're talking about Rosa Parks, right? Yes. Yeah, she looks like Rosa Parks. Like she looked like maybe she was like her great or her grandmother. Mm, I would say yeah, maybe grandmother auntie. Maybe, maybe. Like, yeah, grandmother Eskis, you know. But um, yeah. So basically, that whole idea of like. Madam C.J. Walker having it bad because of, you know, in that aspect, that that wasn't that wasn't how it was in real life. So me knowing little things like that it made it hard to kind of enjoy it all the way. Mm-hmm. But then naturally, like, the way that the story was written, it was written to kind of make her seem like she, you know, persevered through all of the shit like you know everybody coming down on her type thing like that whole did you get to the scene with her and um fuck who was it the light skinned dude I read his book but I, I can't light skinned dude which one it was also light skinned people on this it was one of them but he basically um, they had a moment where like she came into their little conference and she jumped up on a stage and was like listen this is what we're trying oh, to do oh Booker T. Washington yeah yeah, Booker T. Washington I'm like the way they wrote it is like wow okay cool but I'm kind of want to know like is that really how 
their situation, their dynamic played out. Knowing how they sensationalized the whole light skin thing, and you know, people want to look like me, and they want to have this nice hair like me. Like, it makes me question how much of that Booker T. Washington, Booker T. Washington scene was kind of like doctored up to make it, you know what I mean? Well, that's like why how, they made sure the title said inspired by, instead of making it a clear biopic. Right, right, right. But still, I don't like that, because after it was said and done, you sign on to Facebook or you sign on to social media, and everybody's like, oh, I didn't know this about her, and I didn't know this about her, and it's like, bro, of course, you like, you know, you, you, you didn't know that because you didn't do the and do the research and even still you just believing off of what you see off, off of you know what I mean something that it was you know sensationalized like like they they, they, they painted and doctored it up for you and not giving you all of the facts but y'all ain't even smart enough to say let me go and do the research on my own and look to see how much of this was real shit and the sad thing is now that this is made you probably won't see another Madam CJ Walker thing come out for good 10 20 years yes. Ain't nobody gonna be thinking about her, which is sad. Which is sad. Um, but I definitely want. I, once the library is open back up, I need to get that book, uh, First Black Millionaires, because I, I want to know more about it. But yeah, it, it it was good. It was entertaining. I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, no, it was it was a good one, one, one and done. To say that you did. That was it. Because I, I don't think I would either. Even when it comes to performances, it wasn't all that. I I agree. I mean, Blair Underwood looked really good in his suits. But that was it. I'm still not over the fact that at this point in her career, Octavia Spencer still got to argue about her salary. Don't tell me she had to argue about salary on this. Yes, LeBron James had to intervene for her to get a proper salary. They gonna stop fucking playing her, yo. <laughs> her That's agent needs to stop playing her. That's what needs to happen. She gonna have to, yeah, someone gonna have to give, okay? Because I actually really enjoy Octavia Spencer. It's a running gag at this point that somebody's gonna come in who's not her agent that's gonna help her get the pay she deserves. It's just like, okay, are you still, is the agent still getting a cut? Because you need not to be. Matter of fact, you know what you get a cut of? You could get your percentages off of the originally negotiated price that you came in. So if you got me in at what? I don't know what the price would be, what, 500K? Then you get your little couple of percents out of that 500K. Now LeBron came in and got me a couple of mil. We gonna take the mil, but we gonna break you off of the 500K. Your pay is based off of that. Your pay is based off of the deal that you was able to negotiate. Now, LeBron, this nigga came in here and got me some meals. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you your little cut from the 500k, mm-hmm. and then we gonna take the rest of that over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause that, that, that that's not making no sense. I mean, if Monique was smart, she would have used that information to try to bolster her case. True. But let's not go into Monique and her fight for money. Because that's. I'm a big Monique fan. I've always been, like, since I was young, young, a big Monique fan. I I still, in my mind, keep thinking to myself, how much did you think he was really going to get, though? 
But see, here's the thing. People come in with the, oh, well, like, okay, so with the Joe Button podcast I was listening to, and they was like, well, ain't nobody really checking for Monique. Da, da, da. Bitch, I am, and I have been. Like, so if I am, I know I am not the only person that's out here like, dang, I want to see a Monique. So they're like, who really wants to see a Monique? Bitch, me. Didn't she have a thing come out on Showtime or Stars? Um, I don't know if it came out yet, but I know that, um, I know that there's, it's, it's her, it's supposed to be like Monique and Friends. Yeah. Monique and Friends. Um, I just sent you a link to the YouTube of the song. Oh, it comes out on the 14th. Okay. On Netflix, or is that available show- now? It's on Showtime. Okay. Um. I forgot about it though. I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it. But I've been, I've been, you know, keeping up with her for the most part. I follow her on socials and stuff. But, you know, I'm, I've always been checking for Monique. My sister could tell you, like, I am a big Monique fan. Like, when it came to her stand-up, and this is before... Oh, it been came out in February. You say it came out already? In February. Oh, it looks like I got something to watch tonight with my wine. Oh, you're drinking now. Man, let me tell you. I bought quarantine weed twice before the actual quarantine started. <laughs> Now I'm like, I don't have no quarantine weed money, so I'm just like out here in these streets bad. So my best friend's like, yo, you know, pull up, I got you or whatever. So he comes out, like I said, he comes out and gives me some weed. Bruh, when I tell you that is the nastiest, that weed had, it's still downstairs. I don't ever keep weed that long. Bro, when I tell you, I just, it, it just don't. Mm-mm. There's no point to even smoke it. So yeah, no, I've just been drinking. For some reason, Ant decided when he was bringing me, like, quarantine stuff, he bought me two big-ass bottles of wine. And I'm like, bruh, do you pay attention to me at all? Because I told you, I don't really drink. I, I'd much rather smoke. But the thing is, now that I've been drinking, I've been talking crazy reckless. <laughs> so I just, you know, I get tipsy and I just be talking shit. I talk shit to people. I get in his text messages and I start talking shit to him. Like, I get on... Instagram live, I be trolling like it's you know. Oh, let's hope you don't have to have an intervention. No, nah, it's not that because you know what? I don't like it. I don't like the way I feel after. Like this morning when I woke up, bro, before I had my coffee, I had three full cups of water because the bitch was thirsty and dehydrated, bro. Mm-hmm. I can't live like this. I can't live like this. Then on top of that, after I was tipsy last night, typically when I drink. You know, back when I used to drink, it was, I had a, a thing. You drink at the club, you party, woo-hoo-hoo. On the way home, you stop and get something to eat. Okay? Now, when I'm smoking, you know, my when I'm smoking, it's like, okay, I can have something, you know, real food. I can have an actual meal or I can enjoy maybe some salt, um, some sodium-filled snack, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe sometimes I want it just something sweet. You feel what I'm saying? When I'm drinking, I I don't I don't want nothing sweet. I want a fucking meal. I want some ribs and some collard greens. Like I like that's that's type of hunger that I get. And I don't have time for that. Okay, I don't have time for that. I don't cook enough to have that type of appetite. So no, I can't do this drinking shit. Mm-mm. That's why I'm tired now. Because my body don't, my body still knows, bitch, you gotta wake up early so that you can get some of this day. But if you're going to sleep at fucking 4 o'clock in the morning, how much of this day you trying to get, bitch, let no. Yeah, I was out here last night. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was on live for two hours. 
two hours. Yes. You usually do like a good 10, 20, 30 minutes and then you done. Exactly. That bitch, I looked up at the thing. I said, oh, it's a timer right here. I said, I'm about to stop. I said, should I restart it? The people in the room was like, yeah, we'll be here. I'm like, well, should I guess I'll come back then. So, yeah. Alright, now for the quote of the episode so then you can get to your nap time. Sure, yeah, you, you hear that one? I need a snack. <laughs> Me start or you start? Want me to start ahead for you? Yeah, you go ahead. You, you want to be prepared. You know, I, I'm sort of prepared. Um, I... I think my quote is more so advice in a way, and I'm, let me try to get it right before I say it though. Always be aware of whether you're trying to talk yourself into something or talk yourself out of something, and who you go to for both instances. Run that back. Always be aware of when you're trying to talk yourself out of something or talk yourself into something, and who you go to for both instances. Mm, that's a very important thing. Knowing who who you're going to, definitely, because some motherfuckers you be like, nah, nigga, I need you to talk me out of this. This is not this is not okay. I know that I, I can feel it. I need I need a sound ear to say don't do it. And you sitting there like, nah, you probably should just jump off the bridge. It ain't really gonna hurt. Yeah, it's one quick splat. All right, I have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first one just came up. Looked like Google, but hard times don't create heroes. It is during the hard times when the hero within us is revealed. That's Bob Riley. Why did I start to hear that Spider-Man song? Probably. Oh, and let me give you, speaking, since we're talking about superheroes, let me give you one more, okay? If you're good at something, don't do it for free. That's from Joker. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Joker. Live by that one. I have to keep reminding myself that. But you know what? Joe would be coming with the fire. I love me some Joker. He ain't even as. You know what? Is I'm gonna say this before we like you know. But after watching Candyman, what I've learned is that I don't have a desire to watch all of these scary movies. However, I do have a desire to know the backstory of all of the villains in the scary movies. Hmm. Well, it's like what most people say, it's the villain that makes the movie, not the hero. I agree. And I think that in in, in me going through that motion, like, and, you know, me and, me and AJ watching these, obviously, not child-friendly movies. <laughs> she can handle it. Well, the, 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 the theme that I keep trying to push for her is that, okay, the bad person is bad for a reason, and it's typically because they've been hurt. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that's what I was saying to her when it came to that um, Will Smith, Tom Holland movie. Oh, the um, that cartoon movie. Yeah, with the pigeons. Yeah, so she she's she's pretty much starting to gather an understanding of that from us watching, you know, certain scary movies. And Candyman really helped when she got to see the, you know, when when they repeated because I told her the story first. Of why he became the Candyman, but when they repeated the story in the movie as we were watching, she's like, "Oh shit, you were right, mommy. I get exactly what you mean." So, um, yeah, I I, I, I want to see more villain backstories. But all right, we can wrap it up because my titties are falling, so I need to go pick them up. 
Okay, so this has been another episode of Getting Ignorant With It. This is the remote version. I hope the audio is um, decent. Yeah, the video froze like 10, 20 minutes ago. Mm. Well, I still see you fine. I know, but you're just straight up like some hand like up here, teeth count. I'm like, okay, it works. Oh, man. Bucks, <laughs> well, I see you fine. Because I, I have the technology. Um... I will click on you. <laughs> <laughs> I will flip this motherfucking laptop closed so fast. <laughs> no shade. Um, I have the technology. Technology that, you know what? Let me watch my mouth. I almost forgot who you were. About to give you a couple of ant bars. Oh no, I don't deserve that much. Yeah, you know how to talk to that nigga. <laughs> you, yeah, you publicize it too, so I know there's no shame. That's him. I just, I accept the tags. I mean, listen, it is what it is. I am who I am. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.